Episode 59, Dave Scatcherd, former NHL player, allstarcoaching.com. If you feel like you made a mistake, like realize that it's not a mistake, that this is part of the game, that you were supposed to learn something. I'm Mark Rabin. This is my favorite mistake. In this podcast, you'll hear business leaders and other really interesting people talking about their favorite mistakes. Because we all make mistakes, but what matters is learning from our mistakes instead of repeating them over and over again. So this is the place for honest reflection and conversation, personal growth and professional success. Visit our website at myfavoritemistakepodcast.com. For show notes, links, and more, go to markraven.com slash mistake59. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And now, on with the show. I'm really excited that we're joined today by Dave Scatchard. So I'll tell you more about him in a minute. But um, one thing about Dave, he played in the National Hockey League for six different teams from 1997 to 2011. He scored 128 goals in 659 games, including 27 for the New York Islanders in 2002 2003. So before telling you a little bit more about what Dave is doing now, uh, first off, Dave, thank you so much for being a guest. How are you? Yeah, Mark, you're welcome, man. Let's do this. Let's rock and roll. So I moved, my wife and I moved from Phoenix. We used to go to Coyotes games. We moved probably months before you started playing there. Otherwise, I, I would have seen you on the ice. Well, you would. You didn't miss much. Uh, my, time in the, <laughs> my time in Phoenix was just a really weird time. And uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky is my coach, which was amazing. He's my idol uh, growing up and Shane Doan was my buddy and stuff, but I never really felt like my career, they, it was like, they didn't really know how to use me. They didn't know if I was a fighter or a goal scorer or a power forward or a power play guy. They didn't really know how to use me. And um, I didn't really ever feel like, really great in Phoenix. Um, it was weird. Like it was like a long, it was like an hour drive to the rink every day. And by the time you get there, your legs are already shot and like your sunlight is setting, you know, and you're driving right into that Phoenix traffic, heading out to the stadium. And it's just like, Oh, um, I never really felt comfortable playing here. And, um, you know, maybe I should have asked for a trade or maybe I should have just played better, but I don't know. I never felt like I was really, working it the way that I would have really loved to here because it's an amazing place to live and raise a family, which I'm doing now, but um, to play hockey uh, just seemed weird. <laughs> well, it's got to be strange because when the season starts, it's still a hundred degrees outside when you're driving to practice or the game like that. Well, yeah. And I never had allergies like in New York or Vancouver or Boston. I never had allergies ever. And then like this time of year in April, it's the, they have all these mesquite trees and all these things blooming. And I swear to you, my eyes, like even today to this day, uh, I struggle with allergies during this time of year. And this is not what I want to get off on the podcast. I don't want to, <laughs> there hasn't been any positivity. I'm a positive guy, but it's just funny that we're starting here. Cause, uh, yeah, you're right. Like I would show up at the rink just sneezing like crazy and kind of tired and my eyes would be itchy. And I'm like, what's going on? I never figured it out until like, almost my last year here that I had major allergies to everything that's, you know, blossoming down here. So it's kind of funny. So you weren't quite at peak performance, but that's what Dave helps people with. Um, now he 
uh, works as a coach. Uh, he has a company, All Star Coaching. You can find his website, allstarcoaching.com. Um, Dave, we'll, we'll learn more about this today. I'm sure he's got a systematic approach for both businesses and individuals to redesign their lives and to live a healthier, brighter future um, with the abundance that goes along with living what he calls the big life. And he also um, has a program called the Dave Scatcherd Peak Performance Coaching Program. Um, so we'll get to talk about that more. But Dave, as we, as we usually do here on the podcast, I'm curious to hear your story about, you know, what, what do you consider to be your favorite mistake? Yeah. And, you know, uh, since we talked, I, I checked out some of the things that you've done and it's like, you know, I, I really like this concept. Um, mine might not fit into the box that some of the others do because it wasn't really a, a mistake, so to speak. It was kind of part of my life's journey, but it was almost the way that I learned to react to it later on after it happened that I'm the most proud of and that really transformed my life and my business. And it's what I teach today. And uh, to give you a little backstory, uh, I received my fifth concussion uh, while playing with St. Louis Blues farm team in Peoria. I was knocked unconscious. I had a crazy near death experience and I don't want to get into it totally deep because I won't do it justice on this podcast, but I did write a book about it, which will be out in a few months. It's kind of exciting called The Comeback, My Journey Through Heaven and Hell. But when I came back um, after this near-death experience and seeing the seeing God, seeing the light, um, my life was just uh, dis destroyed, so to speak. Um, my brain wasn't working. I had five places in my brain that had micro-hemorrhaging and, and the cognitive function wasn't working in my brain. So my thought process was really delayed and, and retarded, meaning it was just slow. It took me a long time to be able to, uh, you know, share my thoughts. Even as I'm going back to it, I have trouble getting the words out because I get emotional because uh, I was terrified and I had no memory. Uh, I was on Alzheimer's medication. So there were times when my wife would ask me to do something as simple as going to get three products from the grocery store. I'd drive up there. I'd completely forget why I'm even at the grocery store. I would call her. She would tell me at the grocery store, I need like milk, eggs, and bananas. Like easy. And I'd start to walk down the aisles to try to go get one of those things. And after like four or five steps, I'd completely forget again, what, what she just said. So I call her back and she'd feel sorry for me and tell me you need to go get the eggs. So I'd hang up. I start walking towards the eggs and it would just disappear. And this was like my life. And here I am like 36 years old. My brain is just broken. Nothing's working. I can't figure stuff out. I've got five properties in three countries, multi-million dollar properties. I've got I had a photographic memory as a kid and now I have no memory. So it's almost like, why is God punishing me? Like I felt like I was being punished. I was in so much pain and my headaches were so bad. I would just hide in my movie theater and just like, uh, to be honest, I, I drink sometimes to put myself to sleep because the pain was just, it, it felt like I had a spike stuck through my head. And uh, after three years of therapy, two or three days a week at the Mayo Clinic, um, they brought me in and they said, okay, Dave, um, unfortunately, we've done every protocol that we know about TBIs and um, 
brain injuries and cognitive therapy and vestibular rehab and uh, all this stuff, um, we were letting you go. Like you just have permanent disabilities. They, they didn't know what else to do for treatment. And I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? Like I'm 36 or 37 at the time. I'm like, how am I going to live another 50 or 60 years like this? It was, it was terrifying. So I get back in my car, leave the hospital and I'm just bawling. And I don't want to tell my wife cause I don't want to burden her. I don't want to tell my parents cause they're worried about me already. I don't want to tell my kids cause I feel like I'm a bad dad already. And I literally drove away from there with like no idea about how I'm going to get through the next 50 years of my life. And I'm cursing at God and I'm saying, why are you abandoning me? I know you're real. Like I saw you, we talked, like, why would you punish me like this? <sighs> Anyways, I don't take that diagnosis at face value. I just say, there's gotta be a way. Like I have to get better. I can't, there's no way I can stay like this forever. So I hire a life coach. I did everything totally backwards. I hire a life coach. I didn't even really know what a life coach was, but I spent like, I think at the time it was like $10,000 on this guy. And he goes, if you ever get better, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to help people out of suffering. I don't want anybody to ever feel like the way I'm feeling right now because it makes me want to like end my life. And um, I know that's like a strong language, but that's how I really felt. I didn't know how I was going to like, contribute to the world ever again. It, it seemed like I was just like lost. And um, he said, well, there's this program that Tony Robbins does called Leadership Academy. It's in San Diego. I think if you go there, it would be helpful for you. And actually at the time I wanted to help young kids as well, young athletes and stuff. So I wanted to help people out of, out of suffering and athletes. So I make the drive to San Diego, which is the farthest I've driven in three years. And it's just me and like time and God. And I'm like having, I'm praying. I'm like, I need a miracle. Like, I don't know what's going to happen if this doesn't work. I don't know if I want to be around. And um, I end up uh, having to pull over and nap a couple of times. Cause the, this is how fragile I was. Like I went from like a Lamborghini to like this, like just car wreck on the side of the road. You know, that's how my body and brain felt just broken. And um, I said, I need a miracle. And I go up to this uh, um, thing in San Diego after having a nap, two naps while I'm driving. I pull in and the, just the sound of it is absolutely terrifying to me because there's, you know, Tony Robbins, like everybody's jumping up and down and music's pumping. And like, I can't even like, it's overload for my system. So I go, I'm sitting outside on the curb crying. And this guy named... Uh, Scott Humphreys, who's Tony's wife's brother, recognized me from the Canucks. And he's like a Vancouver guy. And he's like, Dave Scatchard? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, uh, not very good. And uh, he goes, come talk to me. So he brought me in and he said, you know, you're kind of VIP. We kind of want you to like experience the whole thing. Let me introduce you to some of these platinum partners. And long story short, I ended up going down this whole Tony Robbins tunnel. And the funny thing was Tony doesn't even teach leadership Academy, which is hilarious. So like I'm there to see Tony and he doesn't, <laughs> he's not even there. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make this really quick, but I, the first miracle I had was when I realized how much armor that I had stacked over my heart and my soul and how 
really hurt I was emotionally and physically. The fact that I didn't have an identity anymore. I wasn't a hockey player. Like, who was I? What was I here for? And then um, the second one was um, reconnecting to this, like, version of myself that was, like, completely pure, no heartbreak, no disappointment, no jadedness. I just trusted everyone and I trusted life and I was really like had faith. And it's funny that I like talk like this about God. Cause like, I never went to church as a kid, like nothing. So now here I am like telling you my story and I'm like, wow, like, it's funny that God would pick me out of all people to be, to share my story. Um, when I don't even know the Bible very well or anything, it's just like my life experience. So I go on this crazy mission for like two years, traveling the world and meeting all these crazy energy healers and monks and shaman and grandmasters. And I like, I'm stroking checks everywhere, just hiring these people to like fix me. I'm like, I'm desperate, right? Like what good is the rest of my life if I can't function? So truthfully, um, after two years of that, um, I started and, and actually Tony was the one that challenged me. He said, why aren't you helping anybody right now? Mm. And I'm like, what do you but mean? You were, you were focused on yourself and fixing your, <laughs> getting, totally. your, getting your life back on track to be fair. Right. 100%. And I said, well, I'm, I'm still not even right myself. And this is in front of like a room full of 3000 people. He's like, you know, he's swearing at me. He's like, F you. He's like, you chicken shit. Like he's screaming at me and like, uh, He's like, you're being selfish. He goes, you don't think there's one person in this room of 3,000 that you could help today? You played in the NHL. You're, you're overcoming it. You're coming out of this pit that you've been stuck in for years. You don't think that part of your mission now in life, the reason why you came back is to help people? He's like, you're being a, you know, and he called me every name in the book. Did, did this remind you, did some hockey coaches talk to you that way <laughs> in the past? Or? <laughs> they did, but I don't think they had the strategy that Tony did because Tony knew how much I love people. And he knew that in order to get me to move, he had to go after like my, my, like what matters to me most. And I would never hurt anybody. He's like, why are you hurting all these people? And I'm like hurting them. What are you talking about? He's like, they're waiting in line for you to help. And you're screwing around trying to get a logo and an LLC and like get your head perfect. And he's like, F that. Like, so um, yeah, he's the one that told me to get certified under his group. And then I started helping athletes and I was helping some NHL guys. And then I started working with entrepreneurs and businessmen. And I just really fell in love with them because the hockey guys have their, their physical trainers, they've got diet and meal plans and they've got like financial planners and they've got all this stuff like lined up where the entrepreneur is this like usually by themselves, solopreneur trying to hustle and grind and figure life out. And sometimes they just need somebody to like talk, you know, play pitch and catch with, with ideas. And I was really lucky business wise. I had multiple businesses and multiple properties. And so I had that background um, and what was interesting was as I began to help other people, my healing actually started to accelerate because it was like, God knew that like, okay, I need you to be operating at a higher level now because it's not about me anymore. What was funny was, I think I shared with, with this with you, uh, a week ago was, um, 
you know, there's this moment when I was brushing my teeth and it was like, God was talking to me through my own eyes. And, and the message was, you know, Dave, I'm so sorry that I had to put you in hell for three years, but the people that are going to be coming to you are going to be coming from all different areas of life. And if you didn't understand some of that darkness, you couldn't show them the way out. And I just like, was like, Oh my goodness. Like it all made sense to me. So when you're asking me about my, my favorite mistake, I went from looking at myself as a victim and saying, why me? I could have played another five years. I'm in great shape. I'm strong. I'm, I'm, you know, this, that, the other thing. I could have made millions of dollars. Could have won a Stanley Cup. Like, screw that. That wasn't, that wasn't the plan. The plan all along, why God put me in that place was to give me the compassion and understanding of people that are going through anxiety, fear, depression, rebuilding, transition, loss of identity. Like, shoot, that was me. I lived through that. So the easiest way to coach somebody is on something that you've lived through and experienced. And now that's <laughs> led us to here. And I look at those injuries in my head. Yes, it would have been nice to play longer than the NHL, but I had a great run. And, you know, I got to set myself up financially. I met the woman of my dreams in New York while I was playing and she was modeling and we have this like beautiful life. We got healthy kids. We got a great home. Like I've got everything. So it's not even about me right now. It's about me getting to share all this knowledge that I absorbed over the last 10 years, over the last decade with everyone who hasn't got an opportunity to learn that stuff yet. And that's why, you know, I look at that injury, like the last injury is like, it wasn't the worst thing that ever happened to me. It's probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And to be able to change the observer on those situations that are so painful can actually liberate you and free you to heal. And now I'm grateful for it. I, I appreciate, I, I admire um, the positivity because, you know, one, I, I was, you know, at one point wondering, you know, you, you, you had, you, you described, you know, five concussions and, and my gosh, it might've been more, it might've been five that were uh, officially what? diagnosed as, as right. much as uh, players get hit uh, in the game. I mean, it was, it was, it sounds like maybe there, I mean, what, was there ever a point where you were resentful toward hockey for that? Or it sounds like, I mean, you're not in that place now. Um, no, not now, but for, for those three years, I didn't watch a game. I felt like I, everyone just turned their back on me. Like here I am fighting for my life and scrambling and like, nobody's checking in on Dave to see how I'm doing. Nobody like no NHL PA, no NHL, no, none of my teams. They were actually trying to force me to basically sign off and say that I was okay so that they wouldn't have to keep paying my medical because, you know, and, and this is another thing, like I stroke, like, I think I had written 80 or a hundred thousand dollars in medical uh, bills of my own that weren't covered from the NHL, just, just to try to like help myself get better. And I was like, <laughs> like I wasn't really getting a lot of support or coaching or help or counseling or nothing. And I really think that there's a lack of that. If it, I mean, I hope somebody out there is listening because this is what I do for a living every day of my life. And I will help any player anytime. Like if you're with NHL or NHLPA, call me and I'll help these guys for free. I don't care, but there's a lack of it in our league and in our game when guys leave. 
And yes, I do coach NHL guys that are done with the game now and they're paying customers, but I'd like to be able to be part of a program and help these guys because they'll share things with me that they won't share with a psychologist or a doctor or, or other people because I've been to war with them. They, they know that I'm one of them. There's know? a brotherhood there. Yeah. yeah. It's sad, man. Well, I, and I think it's really powerful the way you said a couple of minutes ago, this is really food for thought, helping others accelerated your own healing and recovery. I mean, that, that's, that's really, uh, that's, that's a powerful message. It's 100% true. And anybody out there, you know, if I've got, if I've got clients that are going through darkness or depression, oftentimes I'll ask them like who they might be able to help or who that they, cause it's almost like they're going internal and they're like cutting themselves off from the rest of the world and they're going dark. And when you're helping somebody else, you're stepping back into the light. So it's almost like it's not about you anymore or woe is me. It's like you're trying to help somebody else. And then as you help them, then you're actually getting blessed back. So, you know, I do this challenge for free. We've done it for over 10,000 people. And, you know, I know that the majority of the people will never carry on with any of my coaching. But I don't that's not the, the game here. The game here is to help as many people as humanly possible. And then. You know, if people want to keep going, uh, they have the opportunity to, but th th it's a free challenge. So, like, I want, like, tens of thousands of people in these things because then, like, everybody's winning. And, like, my whole life right now is about win, win, win. Like, I win, you win, and humanity wins. Like, why can't we do that as a, as a world? It, it, that's, my, that's my big dream. And it, like, breaks my heart when I see the crap that's going on politically, with 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 oh, just everything there's so many different agendas being run right now that it breaks my heart and i just love us all to just like connect and love each other like we're brothers and sisters and help each other out like that's the message that god gave me when i came back just to love everyone like they're your brother and your sister and share this love and grace and unconditional um joy with everyone why do we have to be in heaven to feel this like freedom and like the release of the burden and the weight and the stress and the worry and the doubt we should be able to live that way here and thrive that's my dream so i know we're going a little deeper than we probably planned but no, it's like right. this is the world i live in bro and it's like i just i've seen it thousands and thousands of times these operating systems that are going on in people's heads and i'm like they're not living by their by their agenda, they're, they're, they're brainwashed into thinking like, this is how life is, and this is how you have to be, and this is how you have to act, and this is what you have to say. And it's so sad that somebody's individuality is lost in the brainwashing that's been passed down culturally through generations and generations. I mean, there's a funny story, like, um, <laughs> but this is just how it goes. Um, there's a lady and she cuts the end off her roast and she puts her roast in the oven. And I don't know, it's some holiday meal and her daughter's watching her. And she said, mom, why do you do that? And she said, well, my mom did that. And it just made, I guess it makes it taste better. So then grandma's there and she goes, well, no, I, I, I don't know why I do it. Let me, so then they call great grandma and great grandma goes, well, I just cut the end off because it wouldn't fit in the pan. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, these habits and these traditions sometimes get passed down with without understanding why. And they're not even ours. Yeah. 
My poor dad worked his ass off in the coal mines in Alberta. And, you know, um, my mom was a bank teller and then became a stay-at-home mom. And we lived paycheck to paycheck and we didn't have a lot. But his dad did the same thing and his dad did the same thing. And their, their thoughts about money is that it's hard and that you have to, like, work the night shift and you have to work 16 hours a day and you have to spin penny pinch and save everything. And listen, there's pieces of that. Okay. I get, but that is not how life has to be. And I would really rather work smart and efficiently and effectively and find ways to create income or passive income where I make money while I sleep than have to be slugging it out in the coal mines in the middle of the night and missing my family growing up. And my dad was amazing. He coached me my whole career and he's my idol and God rest his soul. He's in heaven now. But, um, you know, that, that whatever he was taught, like, I think I was the one that broke that run because it seemed to go back for generations and generations. We so, about patterns or the way lives played out. Everything belief systems, right? Limiting belief systems. Like, there's, there's things that your mom or dad or grandma taught you that probably weren't even their own ideas. They were probably just taught that by their parents or their teachers or their principals or their pastors. Like, there comes a time when I want to design this life. I want to create and design this life the way that I want it to be. And that's why I created this challenge, the Reawaken the Champion Within Challenge. And we did it. And it was incredible but my, my challenge used to be called the get your life together challenge. So everyone that was coming to me, you can imagine the state that they were in, if that's the, the messaging in your marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of heavy lifting and I love these guys to death, but um, I'm like, you know what? Let's shed a little bit more light on this because everyone's had their champion moments in life and they've all done something great or epic. Even if it's only one time in your life, that I truly believe makes time stand still or makes things just shift in the universe where it's like, whoa, what just happened there? That was like magical. Because that magical part is actually the true reality, not this other rat race reality that we're all programmed into thinking is normal. So just having that awareness that there might be another way for people is so liberating and so freeing. And the explosiveness of the transformations that people have when they're doing the work is like mind blowing to me. And like, and I'm, and I'm like, I coaching it, but I'm like, Oh my God, they get it. Like, this is working. Like, Holy crap. Like, it's not like, it's not therapy where it's like 10 years of stuff. This happens in like uh, seven sessions. <laughs> like it's pretty wild. How can people learn about um, that challenge? Yeah. Uh, you can go to allstarcoaching.com. Um, I think that I shared the link with you. If not, um, I'll share it with you after, but, uh, you know, on Instagram, it's in my profile. On Instagram, we're running a bunch of marketing and stuff. My Facebook, same thing. Uh, Twitter, I just posted about something just two seconds ago with the sign-up link in it. So I'm just at Dave Sketchard on all those. And then uh, my business page is Dave Sketchard Peak Performance Coaching. Show notes. Cool. And yeah, it's just, uh, this is really special what's what's happening and about to happen because this isn't anything to do with with me at the moment. It's a bigger movement than this. And I mean, I'm looking at our challenge group inside my Facebook page and there's 4,000 people in there all just super supportive and, and, and loving and uh, it's pretty special, man. Uh, so this is for anybody, any shape, color, religion, you're all accepted. 
I don't care about anything. All I want to do is make you guys champions again and realize how special you are and how unique you are and that God doesn't make mistakes. And I just want, my dream is that, you know, we get to be in front of more people and that we can help them awaken the champion that's within them and get them back on track or get help them through transition or help them make another million dollars or $10 million. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey that this is going to help you. And um, that's a special thing about it. And I'm just grateful that I get to do this now. And <laughs> it truly makes me um, emotional and happy because I think this is why I was put on this earth. I, I, the hockey is great. And I think that gave me a platform to speak from, but I really think that this is really what I'm supposed to be doing. So I hope you join me and I hope you come and tell me that you came in from the, hearing this podcast. It'll make me smile and, um, you know, come and, and share with the group, uh, what, what excites you in life and, and we'll get after this thing. And, uh, wow, nine more days, <laughs> April 21st, we're going for it. So, um, Look forward to seeing you all in there. Well, I hope people will check that out. And 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 Dave, you know, I'm I'm glad you're doing so much better now than you were um, years ago. It's really it's uh, you know uh, powerful uh, testimony to um, different places you found strength and positivity from from coaches and faith. And um, really appreciate you sharing that with us today. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of opportunity for you to help other people, like you said. Amen, man. Well, I appreciate it. I'm happy to, <laughs> um, and, uh, I'll keep doing what you're doing. I think it's a good thing. And I think you help a lot of people as well. So well, we'll try. And, um, you know, like you were saying earlier, Dave, I mean, you know, the point of the podcast here is not for anybody to feel sorry for themselves or wallow in mistakes, but it's an opportunity to to learn and to grow and to move forward. So thank you for um, sharing some of that with us here today. Yeah. I mean, if you don't mind, I'll just wrap, uh, wrap with like exactly what you're just talking about. Like everyone, if, if you feel like you made a mistake, like realize that it's not a mistake, that this is part of the game, that you were supposed to learn something, that you were supposed to grow from it, that you were supposed to bring more energy to it, that something needed to shift, that it wasn't quite right. Or that it was a, a uh, it was a compass and it was pointing you the other direction. Okay, we were going down this direction. That's not working. That that, but it can turn you around and point you in the right direction. So I'm grateful for those things where it's like, hey, I'm not by myself. I'm actually being guided down this whole journey of life. And any of those so-called mistakes or failures were actually like information. And if we're not having the emotional attachment to the information and change the information and bring more energy. And when energy and information come together, then they become coherent and you actually get it. You have those aha moments. You're like, oh, wow, if that didn't happen, then this wouldn't happen. And I guarantee you that there's moments in your life where those exact things transpired. And at the time you're like, why is this going on? And then like, you know, why am I getting traded from the Vancouver Canucks when I got Pebbleberry, Mark Messi and Alexander McGillian, all these great guys to the New York Islanders who are bankrupt, Da, 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 da. Well, I had to go there to get ice time, to be with the right guys, the right group, to meet the woman of my dreams, to meet my future wife. Like it was all perfect. But when it's going on, you're like, what the hell's going on to this? You know what I mean? And those were some of my greatest years of my life. So just stick with it. Don't panic. Everything's 
divine and guided and you're not alone in this journey. So, um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> well, Dave, that's well said, very powerfully spoken. So again, our guest today has been Dave Scatcherd. Um, you can learn more about him, him and his work, allstarcoaching.com. You can also go to daveskatcherdprograms.com. And again, we'll have links to all the show notes. So Dave, really appreciate the opportunity to meet you here. And thank you. Thank you for being a guest today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Well, thanks again to Dave Scatchard for being our guest today for show notes and links to the different programs, the free challenge and everything else he offers. You can go to markraven.com slash mistake 59. Thanks for listening. If you like the episode, please share it with somebody, um, share it with a friend, post something about it on LinkedIn or social media that would really help spread the word about our podcast. And I hope this podcast inspires you to reflect on your own mistakes and how you can learn from them or turn them into a positive. I've had listeners tell me they've started being more open and honest about mistakes in their work, and they're trying to create a workplace culture where it's safe to speak up about problems because that leads to more improvement and better business results. If you have feedback or a story to share, you can email me, myfavoritemistakepodcast at gmail.com. And again, our website is myfavoritemistakepodcast.com.